It's time for another retro throwback sidetrack bonus episode of The Hive Jive. This episode titled From the Shores of Lake Buchanan originally aired on Patreon on February 20th, 2020. Enjoy. Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out there, it's that time again. Join our hosts, John Swan and Ken Milam for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive. We're in cabin 13 at Alexander Point's on beautiful Lake Buchanan. We are actually. Uh, if, if you hear anything in the background, we're actually, we're sitting in the cabin. It's a beautiful day. It is like supposed to be in like 80 degrees, 80 degrees, degrees. February. Nice little subtle breeze, but we are right off of the water's edge here. It, it's not even a stone's throw. Like it's a hop, skip and a jump. It's just right there. So you can hear water every now and then lapping against the shore uh, if a boat or something comes by, you may hear, hear that. It. So yeah. just uh, to give you guys a little heads up on there, there may be some sound anomalies in here you're not used to. Um, and that is, that's what that stems from is we're actually out here at the famous Ken Milam <laughs> boat dock yeah. where uh, we got the cabins and we got the lake and... Well, one of these days we may do hands and hives here. We very well may actually do an event out here. That is true. And that would be something that you patrons would get a first stab at yep. for sure. Um, but I came out here today so we could check on Ken. And uh, I also am going to go out and check on all of the hives. And we'll have a little report coming up for the next main episode of the Hive Jive on the, the status of all the beehives. But Ken, you literally just got home from the hospital yesterday. I got home from the hospital yesterday. I had a little uh prostate's trouble couldn't urinate so they fixed that and i'm got a bag and then next week i go back in they fix it and uh i'm all back to normal again yeah so we did on uh, you had chico and i set in for you this weekend on your radio show for yep. the great outdoors and the sunday sportsman and we talked about it briefly on there uh in regards to what you know, really can be some of the warning signs of having prostate issues. Yep. And, you know, guys, even though it's not something that we want to necessarily talk about or, you know, we we get shy and we don't want to talk to the doctors or our family and stuff about it. If you're having any type of urinary issues, go to the um, doctor. definitely go to the doctor, get it checked out. Yep. Uh, in Ken's case, he did get lucky. Um, I did mention on on his show or actually I mentioned on the the full episode of the Hive Jive that uh he did go in, he had surgery, it was not life-threatening, but there's a little close. asterisk to that that is, it could have been yeah. if it would have kept going. Yeah, if I hadn't had it done, I'd been on dialysis. I had backed up my kidneys about three or four times, and now you hear a boat going by. Yeah, there's a boat out there now. <laughs> it's like a nice little speedboat. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, guys, if you have any kind of trouble, go have it checked. Go to your general practitioner, go to your urologist, just have it checked. I know we don't talk about it, but I care about all our our brothers and sisters. Yeah, so just, again, suck it up, be a man, go in, get it checked. Uh, small price to pay for sparing yourself a lot of pain and, yeah, and uh, some other potential issues. But he's back up on his feet. He's uh, he's sitting here across the table from me in the cabin. And a little weak, but other than that, I'm all right. Yeah, all good. Still still in a good sense of humor and personality, oh, so he's still yeah. the good old Ken we know. 
Except uh, now he can go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brett. Uh, speaking of going to the bathroom. Oh no, not Brett. Brett, we got. I got. Are you gonna send John? I mean, John, are you gonna send Brett his gift? I will. We uh, <clears throat> right before Ken went into the hospital, he was playing for a little bit, and uh, we do have something to send to our top tier patron, Mister Brett, out there in Australia. Uh, you have a little gift that will be coming your way, and I'm pretty sure on that like tier, um, I'm pretty sure we have your address, but if not, I'll reach out to you. But yeah, you're you're definitely going to like it. You'll get a kick out of it. Uh, that is for certain. Yep, you'll like it. You know, the only thing we're missing here, and technically, if this was last summer, it would have been there, but right outside the window, you've got this beautiful view. You've got the hill country in the background on the other side of the lake. The only thing that's not there is a beehive, but there was. There was last a year on Morocco over there. That's that was right. a rock hive. The one we always talk, refer to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to check the rock hive here in a little yep. bit. Yep. We're going to go out there, suit up. We're going to check all the beehives and see what's going on there. Uh, Ken, you, <laughs> you missed out so hardcore on the main segment. Uh, well, first and foremost, just. Oh, with the ladies. With you the had. ladies. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So. Um, Natalie was was kind enough to be my guest for the last hour mm-hmm. on your Sunday Sportsman show. And mm-hmm. so she came into the studio early. And uh, right as she walked in, we were just getting ready to go to commercial. And I, I piped up and I was like, man, Ken is going to miss it. We just had this redheaded bombshell come in here. And she's going to sit down and talk to me in her pretty French accent. And he's not here to get it. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and we started the hive jive off that way as well. I, I was totally totally picking on you hardcore that's all right um but it was all about like over to this side we have the beautiful natalie and she comes from france and you know give us a give Give us a a hello natalie yeah and then we went over and we talked to Catherine, and miss Catherine comes from australia and she's got a beautiful accent accent. yes it would it ended up being a great show um i was telling you earlier and i i think it's kind of funny i think part of it was i got up not nearly as early as you normally do because I'm I'm like seven minutes from the studio yeah. as opposed to an hour and a half. But I got up. I didn't sleep that well that night. I was <laughs> thinking everything over and trying to do show prep. Got up stupid early for me and uh, stopped by Starbucks on the way in and got like this mega powerful cup of coffee. And then by the time our guests showed up, we went and got a second cup of coffee. And he is wired. Oh, my Lord. I went back and I started editing the full episode of The Hive Jive and... All three of us, both of those ladies can speak very quickly and I can speak very quickly. And it was just a step away from a Micro Machines commercial. (laughs) I mean, a thousand miles a minute, we were just going. Um, But I I did actually slow the recording down a little bit, which did some things to the sound, but it made it not sound as (laughs) as rushed. (laughs) Um, But we had a blast in there and I I just want to reach out and tell... Tell you both, Catherine and Natalie, thank you again so much for joining me. And uh, it was it was so great. And thank you, Catherine, for the honey. Oh, my goodness. It is amazing. And yes, everybody, I did bring Ken his honey. Yeah, I already seen the bottle. I hadn't opened it yet, but I will try it here in a short while. Yeah, it is actually... Um, I can What'd actually you call it? There. Oh, man. See, she that, wanted that, me... That, that, that word that never ends. It's, it's about 14... Word. Yeah, it's about 14 different... Yeah. <laughs> Letters. Uh, here, hang on. I'll go grab it real quick. Okay. So okay. I ran out to the truck real quick, grabbed the honey so that Ken can see it. Look at that word, man. That is huge. Is that Polish? <laughs> no, it's Australian. Jerumba Bumba Ria. Jerumba Bumba Ria. 
Jeraba Bamba Urban Honey. Urban Honey, yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I did. I got the Urban Honey. That's what I did. I was like, it says Urban Honey. Jeraba Bamba Hell with that. I ain't going to quit. Let me see if I can. Okay, so... If we said it redneck wise, it's Jera Bombera. Really? Jera Bombera. That's Jera Bombera? Jera Bombera. <laughs> oh, no. On and on we go, guys. All right, so let's see. These things are like industrial strength on there. So we'll open this jar up here. Give a whiff it of looks, that. It looks. Start, start, yeah, start with the smell. Oh, damn, that smells good. Well, that 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 wax has such it, it's strong. Well, I think it's actually that's the that's whole the honey. honey. Yeah, it's the whole honey. So what do you? Uh, well, he's already he's already got his his fingers all shoved down in there. <laughs> oh damn, we ain't got nothing that tastes like that over here. Not quite, no, not at all. The what I compared it to was the the smell and oh, the that initial. Is like, it's like butterscotch. That's actually exactly what Natalie said. She said it, it tasted a little bit like butterscotch it's or like, like a butterscotch. Burnt caramel kind of candy to uh -huh. it. So uh, a lot of this is uh, over there. A lot of the honeys that they have come from like the eucalyptus or the tea tree. So they're coming from like a, a woody shrub or tree or bush type setup. And for us in the United States, this honey, uh, the smell, the initial smell of it smells a lot like what our sourwood honey mm -hmm. is that comes from Georgia and Florida. But the flavor is not sourwood at all. No, I mean, that is butterscotch. Yeah, it's got a very nice, smooth, sweet flavor to it. It's I, great. Natalie, I need... Is it Natalie it's in No, there? this one was actually... This one came from Australia, so this was... Catherine brought this I up I need five us. gallons because I'm going to make... I'm going to make... Uh, uh, fruitcakes out of that. That'd be damn. That, you talk about something that would be wild. See that flavor in a fruitcake? Oh man! Natalie, uh, Natalie was trying to hit Catherine up at the end of the show too. She was like, "So do you ship this? Can you send this? I will take some." <laughs> like, that is, I mean, I ain't never tasted a honey that tasted like that. I mean, you, you know, last year you brought that spring honey that mm -hmm. you, you, you super you, light and floral. Oh God, that was so good. But this here. You know, I like the dark stuff, and yep. this is kind of dark, but it's yet it's it's butterscotch. It's good. It's Werther's butterscotch candy. Jerabombera, Jerabombra, Jerabombra. That's it. So, Jerabombra, Jerabombra. That's how you say it. I got it. Jerabombra. Jerabombra. So, uh, oh, Brett, you got Jerabombra, honey? <laughs> I don't think he's near that area. Um, oh. But, but, but Brett has the opportunity, like this year he's getting eucalyptus honey for sure coming mm -hmm. in on that. Next year, though, avocado he's going to have avocado honey. Hopefully, fingers crossed. He may have gotten some this year. I don't know how established that orchard so, is. So Is avocado honey, you mix onions and and tomatoes and a little cilantro and a little garlic with avocado honey. Does that taste like guacamole? Um, probably not because it'd be very sweet. Uh, but you should have known that I, I, we all should have known that you were going to turn that into a food thing well, yeah. so quickly. This is, this is good. Gosh, that is just crazy. The flavor of that. Wow. That is good. But I like butterscotch. You know what you can make with it? You can make a a butterscotch pie with that because you know butterscotch what you do is you burn the sugar to make the butterscotch you wouldn't have to burn this you would just be bringing this down and make it thicken it up it's pretty thick as it is you yeah but you need to you put something to... when you when you go to cutting it you need you know make a make a uh, like a you could use oh you this and eggs 
That's all you need to this and eggs. And then you can make then put meringue on top and then burn it with a, with a uh, torch. And that'd be Oh, you've, hell yeah. You've done used your entire jar of honey in one cooking oh, application. No, no, that, that no, that ain't enough to make it, but I could I could probably fake it. You fake it till you make oh, it? Oh yeah. That, that wow, that is good. Jerobombra. 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 Thank you. Jerobombra. Thank you, ma'am, but you now you got me spoiled. Yeah, well, you should have heard the send chaos. Send us seeds. Send us seeds. <laughs> If we can't grow it for whatever can, yeah, send whatever type of plant it is, I think that's actually the city name. I don't think that's oh, the type okay. of plant. But the, the you should have heard us in the studio. It was chaos. It was hysterical because she pulled out the first jar, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then she pulled out a second one, and I snatched them both and clutched <laughs> them up to my chest. And I was like, "You brought two? And then I was like, "Wait, are you trying to tell me I have to share with Ken?" And then I kept trying to come up with excuses as to why I couldn't share with Ken. Um, and I was like, well, he's not supposed to be eating honey, so so it doesn't matter. And they were like, oh, it doesn't matter. Look, like you've already stated it. You've got it recorded. And I was like, it's okay. I can delete the recording. And like, <laughs> it's I was, a wonder Eric didn't grab it. Well, Eric actually, um, he was he was actually in the the studio being um, very politically correct or or he was like i saw nothing i'm not gonna say he can't confirm nor deny if there were two jars in the studio but the the ladies were definitely giving me a hard so time about it is that the region or is that the town i think you know what we have the magic of the internet jerobombera it's a district it's a district of australia yep I wonder if it's one that burn up Probably well, not. so actually, she did. Catherine did tell us that she was in the middle of the the brush fires. Oh, hey! So she was out in the middle of all that, and it is uh, it's a suburb in southeastern New South Wales. Okay, so, no South Wales, yeah. They uh, have you seen on the on television on uh, that the Irvings, uh, Steve Irvin. His daughter is pushing to, you know, or to donate money to uh, Australia. It's on, uh, I think I've seen it on Science and Discover. For the, Sci for the fires yeah, and everything? Yeah, for the fires, uh-huh. I thought that was pretty wild. We have just been joined by a special guest in our studio. And let me actually rephrase that. It is not a special guest. It is an unwelcome guest. Uh, oh, no, a red wasp? Yeah, there's a giant red wasp. Oh, okay. just flew down over the top of our heads in here. <laughs> of all of our flying critters, that's not a favorite of mine whatsoever. No, they got a long stinger. And it hurts like hell when they yeah, sting you. So I went out and I checked yesterday, I checked all of my hives and I did find an odd, well, okay, so there's a couple of different things that could go along with this, but we did some experiments this year where we wrapped some hives and we didn't wrap some hives and I put insulation around some even though we don't really need it. We don't I need was, it here. We ain't been cold. No, but I was curious what it would do. And okay. so what I did find is that sweating. my smallest hives, which mm -hmm. were either the nukes or just a medium box, they're literally completely out of food. There's really? not a lot of space in there for them to have a lot of stores. And yeah. as they start ramping up and start making babies they start burning through that food but there's not a lot of incoming food to supplement it so as long as the weather's nice and beautiful they're able to keep they're that working. stasis right right but last week we had those days of rain rain and got cool yeah i almost lost my first colony for the year but wow. in a hail mary i took the nuke sealed it up brought it into the house which my whole family was like what are you doing where are you taking that 
set it down in the mudroom, turned the heater on in the mudroom so that it would get up to 65 and just left it in there. And I gave them a jar in their external feeder of sugar, or, sorry, a jar of actual honey for them to feed on. Well, the whole rest of that day, nothing really happened. But overnight, they warmed up enough. Some of them came back out of it, got up. They actually drank some of the sugar and the, the honey itself and took it in there, fed it to the rest of the bees. They are now back outside. It is now gorgeous. But on Thursday, we've got yeah, another day yeah. coming up where it's going to get down to freezing again. Yep. So this is something that the commonality that I saw was on all of my hives that were regular full-size hives and had two boxes. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, the second box was almost still completely full in some cases of honey. But all my small single boxes were about completely out of food. And it all had to do with the ratio of bees, the ratio of space, and, and the comb available plus incoming food stores. So they went into winter without as much food because right. there's not as many bees, we, but that was fine until we get to now almost spring and now it starts getting tricky. So um, oddly, go ahead. And it's warmed up so quick. Yeah, yeah, well, it, or never. I mean, we never got cold. Yeah, it never really got down we that cold. maybe three days of cold so far this year. Maybe. True, honest to God cold, yeah. yeah. Um, and last year, like my mom loves the fireplace. And the year before last, she got to use it quite a bit. Last year was just a handful of times. This year, we've lit the fireplace once. And yeah, that was it. It hadn't been cold. Mm -mm. Not, not enough to justify mm -hmm. it. And so the thing, though, that I found the most interesting was the last two hives that I checked yesterday were the hotel hives on top of the Sheridan. How were they? They were the strongest hives out of all of the 40 hives. Because they, they're having mixed drinks. <laughs> no, luckily they have not had any instances of, of bothering guests or anybody there. So, but when I opened it up, that hive, the, the hive that would be on the west side, so it's going to get the most of the sun. Mm -hmm. We actually shielded them all with insulation around the whole hive bodies. And when I opened that hive up, it's already two boxes. They had drones. Like really? there were actively drones crawling around, flying back into the hive. And I was like, whoa. So they've done the best. And, and they're in a very unique situation, but they're also in town yeah. and all the other hives are out in the country. Yeah. So it was kind of an interesting compare and contrast for me yesterday. Was that the Cypress hive I gave you? One well, it, it's one of them. Yes. One of those is the Cypress. The Cypress one is on the east side, which there's a wall and a building that kind of block it until the sun is midday and then it shines right on it. Um, the other one, though, is west of it. So it gets the same, but it gets more of it kind of have that westerly sun. One thing so. I was looking at that cypress, did you notice the cypress was like seven eighths inch thick? Yeah, it's wood, a little bit thicker. Where the pine is three quarters inch thick. Yeah. Just a, a little bit A little thicker. bit, and every little bit counts. So mm -hmm. the other thing that we did find was that the hives that had been wrapped were all doing better than the hives that had not really? been wrapped. They're able to maintain, the they're heat. able to keep that thermoregulation going in their way better. So... And uh, the, the thermal regulation of a hive is actually one of the deeper dive episodes. So if you guys haven't checked it out and you want to learn more about that, check out that deeper dive episode. If you are not at that tier level, then I don't know what to tell you on that one. Um, but that's the $10 tier where you get those deeper dive episodes. So are we going to look at possibly next year? wrapping some hives up here just to see because we get colder than you do yeah you guys have been and especially when we go to mason mason will be 15 to 20 degrees cooler than austin i would say so there's two options to this that work out really well one of them is 
you either build the hive with thicker wood. So make it all out of, if out you're, of cypress or whatever. Or, or two by. So oh, yeah, we could build that two by. Yeah, that, that was Ken's shoe. <clears throat> that was my shooter. Yeah, <laughs> I drag him. That was a really high pitched sound. Um, so one of the things like Les Crowder, um, with him, it's all budget conscious, right? So you go into the hardware store and you go to buy a single piece of wood that is like 12 inches wide by 12 foot long. Mm -hmm. Well, if you get it in the one inch, which is really three quarters, then it's actually more expensive than if you get it in the two inch. So the bigger chunk of wood you buy, the the cheaper it is. And the longer the piece of wood is, the cheaper it is. So he started buying the two by stuff and building his hives and they actually donated one into Travis County whenever I was actually over that, Natalie and him did. And the hive itself, completely empty, weighs a ton. Like, I can pick it up and carry it by myself, barely. But with bees and everything else, it's absolutely a two-person job. That's a, uh, not a Langstroth, a uh, top bar. Yeah, top bar hives. Yes, sorry. I don't, I, I might not have mentioned that. But yeah, uh, that's a top bar hive. Yeah. Now, so I kind of went back and I was thinking, we talk about bees and bee-centric stuff and bees in a tree. Mm-hmm. Well, in the tree, they've got a minimum of three inches of oh, solid yeah, bark of and wood all the yeah. way around them, if not five or more. Yeah. So that tree provides perfect insulation. And in nature, when the bees have perfect insulation, they, don't, work. they don't have to cluster. So yeah. the clustering effect that we have basically studied and and witnessed is actually a side effect of the things we're putting them in. They have to do that when they absolutely have to, to stay warm. But if they have enough insulation, they can freely move around the inside of the container and do normal functions without using that energy to cluster up. So this year, Jorge and I went out and we, we selected, we did uh, half of one top bar, two full top bars all the way insulated. And we were using, uh, half to three quarter inch um, foam insulation Mm -hmm. paneling like you would for Mm -hmm. a house, basically. (coughs) Mm -hmm. So we were using that and we went through and we got it all set up. And then we we selected like five different Langstroths and we put insulation all the way around them and left openings for their entrances. All of the hives that were insulated are stronger population wise than the ones that weren't. So... Now, the only other takeaway, though, is the one hive on top of the hotel that is doing the best population-wise and has mm-hmm. drones mm-hmm. did not have nearly as much food as the other Langstroths that were not wrapped. Because they're... They, they're burning through it faster they're because they're it. already making babies and they're right. wearing stuff up. So um, so what now, I did, I went and I mixed up a sugar slurry, mm-hmm. which is not something we talked about right. in the Deeper oh, yeah. Dive episode, but... What I did is I took finely ground sugar that I was telling you guys right. to use to make to, not confectioners, but it's yeah the close. baker's the baker yeah. sugar or uh, the other name for it is caster sugar. I took the finely ground sugar, I poured it into the feeding troughs, mm-hmm. and then I took spring water and I put just enough spring water in there that I could stir it. And every time the thing would go through, it would leave a physical gap and very slowly fill back in, mm-hmm. so the bees could actually walk on it, lick and drink from it, but not actually sink into it. And I mixed that up and set that on top of the hives as just a temporary, I really just want them to get through this next cold snap, which is coming later this week. And when that happens, 
well, actually for you guys listening to this, this comes out on Thursday, which today is the day it's supposed to be cold. If that's the case, yeah. um, we're supposed to have a high of 30 or sorry, a high of a 47, mm-hmm. low of 30. So, and that is in Celsius. No, yeah. no, it's in Fahrenheit. <laughs> that is in Fahrenheit. So, uh, so our low for those of you in Celsius, our low is actually supposed to be basically zero yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. And so we want to go through and try to kind of mitigate some of the issues that might happen there. And the the sugar feed is literally just a here's something to eat. I don't want to feed them sugar syrup yet because if I do, they're really going to explode and take off. And that once you start in the spring, you can't stop until there's the true nectar flow. And I don't quite want to do that yet. But we're going to check your hives today and mm-hmm. we're going to see, you know, if we can find any commonalities. We'll see which ones have still a lot of food, which ones don't. And kind of get that all lined out and figure out what we uh, we might be able to compare and contrast between the two. Yep, and you know I don't know what I what my hives are going to be like because I started going downhill and Max's mother-in-law's sick and he wasn't helping a whole lot. So we're going to go find out what's going on. And all I can say is I was feeding the hell out of them before yep. all this. I was feeding them feeding them a quart to two quarts a week. Well, and that's and that's kind of what we do in the fall. We do as much prep as we can to get them up and going, but you have no idea what happens over winter. Nope. You know, you and some colonies will surprise you. The ones that I have some small ones that didn't need as much food, but when they did start growing, they didn't have a lot of space for food either. So they kind of took that up. But we'll check and we'll see. You know, we'll look at the ones that were big and strong, and then it'll be fun for you to see like, are they still big and strong, or mm-hmm. are they the ones that are now starving? Yeah. Kind of and then we also had the two hives that I bought that were honey bound. Mm-hmm. And when we took out, when you said, well, we're going to take four four frames out of here. We put four empty frames back in that were full drawn out comb and they exploded. Now we'll find out what they did now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get the, we'll get to check it out. So it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And uh, Ken and I have a little bit of work to do. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and jump off of here. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Ken is here. He is alive and well. All is good. And I think that if we have any weak, if I have any weak hives, I need a gallon of Jerobombara honey <laughs> to feed them. So please, Jerobombara. Bombra. Jerobombara urban honey. Jerobombra. I need a gallon for my bees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go. so it's, work a, it's not for me. It's for the bees. It's for the bees. Work, work that out, Catherine. <laughs> Figure out how to get that over here. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Uh, okay, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another of the Patreon uh, exclusive Hive Jive Junkie bonus episode content here. And uh, we'll have more fun stuff coming for you later on uh, this week and next week. So stay tuned for that. But until then, we will talk with you later. So be good. Be happy. Be safe. Y'all be warm. And hey, Brett, let us know what you think of your gift. And are you going to put a picture of that uh, up to everybody and show them what we did? Sure. Once okay. once we get it in the mail. Okay. We'll let him get it first. Yeah, you, you, we, we, we ain't going to tell you what it is yet, Brett. All right, guys. Bye. Thank y'all. Y'all be good. Be safe. Be warm. This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you, and we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are the bee's knees.